It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda. A double shot of Catholicism and conversation to start your day off right. On the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Wednesday morning to you, February 22nd, 7 a.m. It's David and Brenda with you on The Morning Blend on this beginning of Lent, Ash Wednesday. What a morning it's making itself (laughs) known to be, too. Start off Lent with a little snowy white flakes of blessings to fall upon us. Yes, I'm looking outside right now. It's kind of hard to tell if it's snowing because we're kind of up in the clouds. And so can you tell, really? I stuck my face all the way up against the window, so now there's a big smudge mark on there. (laughs) Way to go. But yes, just a moment ago, as we were about to begin, there were snowflakes falling. Yeah, so there we go. But the ground looks wet. Yeah, it's wet. Our temperature is like 37 degrees. And so whether or not there's sticking snow... Where you are at is probably dependent upon your elevation. Now I see the snow falling. You see it? Yeah, I just see it. Like little feathers floating across. I think the wind just changed, so it was kind of blowing into the window now. So yeah, kind of hard to say what the morning will entail for many folks, because as I was looking earlier, it seemed like there was more snow down in the central southern part of the Willamette Valley. But I was looking at road camps, and it was hard to tell, didn't couldn't tell if it was really sticking down there. So I guess the bottom line is this. You ready? Okay. Just be careful. Be careful out there. Be careful out there this morning, particularly in the higher elevations. I know there are some schools that are on delay openings today. Got some snow routes with buses. And so best bet, just check with your school district, see what's going on, particularly you're in elevated areas. For sure. I think there's some bus routes that are doing their snow pickups, but it looks like a lot of two-hour delayed. Yeah. Uh, except for, uh, Van- as of right now, Vancouver Evergreen School District, uh, you're all on time. So get up <laughs> so and get, up. Uh, get ready to go because you're not delayed. Although I'll say this, when I left this morning, my house in Vancouver, and we're kind of on the northern kind of edge of the city limits, yeah. uh, snow was coming down. Yeah. That was at 5 you know, 5 o'clock, 5.15 this morning. Mm -hmm. But again, hits the ground and melts. It's all wet on the ground. So that's the good part. Yeah, and it doesn't look like it's going to get down below freezing as we go through the morning. But tonight and the next several days, it's going to get cold. I was kind of surprised to see that. I don't know why I wasn't paying attention to that. But when you say cold, we're down into the 20s yeah, yeah. overnight. And the wind's supposed to pick up in the greater Portland area, and they've put a wind chill advisory. will go into effect at midnight tonight as the wind kicks up and the temperatures fall. I mean, you're talking wind chills in single digits. So, yeah, yeah got to be, uh, be aware of that, too, if you're out and about. So we are in the first day of Lent, Ash Wednesday, and you yes. told me you've already uh, done I your first thing. Here's yes. my big announcement. Yep. Who's going to join me? My sacrifice for this Lenten season, I am not putting any cream or sugar in my coffee. Now, if you are a person <laughs> who likes cream and sugar right. in your coffee, you know that, well, just black coffee, not exactly the enjoyable morning, but I'm, I'm offering that up. I think Mother Mary of uh, the Sisters of Reparations, she talked about making reparations as simple as skipping on you know, the cream or sugar yeah, in coffee. And sure. so I kind of took that to heart and thinking, well, I'm going to, I'm going to try this. So yeah. that's, this is my Lenten sacrifice. So how is it? Uh, it's all right. Yeah. 
it's it's again like I said it it doesn't have the same pleasure for me that little bit of sweet I use monk fruit sweetener I don't just put like white sugar in it's right. still sweet though sure uh, cream to make it just kind of all blend really well so you go with the uh, monk fruit not the stevia uh, yes monk fruit if I have it but it's hard to get I mean. If you're at a restaurant, you can typically find stevia. Yes. Uh, and then what's the whatever the yellow packet? That's third on my list as to what <laughs> I use to sweeten it. Uh, but as of right now, they are all on the sidelines because I am drinking black coffee throughout yes. uh, throughout Lent. A friend of mine said, you know, you get used to it real quick, and she said she did it one year and she never went back to putting cream and sugar in her coffee. Yeah. Okay. So we'll see if that helps. Yeah, I've always been uh, an Americano, just drink it black. I started when I was probably I told you this, but probably in high school I started drinking coffee, and uh, my mom told me she bl- she drank black coffee. She said, you know. If you just start drinking it black, you'll be much happier because then you won't have to worry about if there's cream or sugar. Cream or sugar. So I took that to heart and have always done it that way. And so now I go with the Americano. That's Perfect. my that's my favorite. All right. Drink, so. I'm, my goal is to be like you, David. And <laughs> you by go. the time Easter rolls around, that's they will do it. So what do you got coming up this morning? Well, Pope Francis says, without this one thing, everything remains soulless. I'll tell you what that one thing is. All right. We'll give you a little more of a weather update as we roll along this morning. So we are going to begin this show today with beautiful Lenten music, Even Unto Death by Audrey Assad. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. Jesus, the very thought of you, it fills my heart with
That is Audrey Assad, even unto death, Lenten music on this very first day of Lent, Ash Wednesday. It's 7-11 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. David and Brenda with you. Well, going to plan to retire anytime soon? (laughs) I don't know about that. (laughs) Well, if you are, we have three things that you must do. Ashley Mishikave, True North Retirement Advisor, is going to tell us about that right after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. This is Father Eric Anderson, pastor of St. Stephen's Catholic Church in Portland, Oregon. Please join me in praying a morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God, in union with the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer thee the precious blood of Jesus from all the altars throughout the world, joining with it the offering of my every thought, word, and action of this day. O Jesus, I desire today to gain every indulgence and merit that I can and offer them together with myself to Mary Immaculate, that she may best apply them in the interests of the most sacred heart. Precious blood of Jesus, save us. Sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, or to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at materdeiradio.com. Find the peace you need by joining Mater Dei Radio and the Benedictine monks of Mount Angel Abbey on the Hail Mary Media app. Throughout the day, you can break away from the stress and worry of your world and journey to the Abbey Church on the hilltop for a live stream of the Liturgy of the Hours. In addition to these peaceful times with the monks, the Hail Mary Media app also features Mater Dei Radio's live broadcast podcast of all our original programming, including shows available exclusively on the app, an interactive community calendar of Catholic events, your own customizable schedule of personal prayer reminders, and much more. Download some peace into your life today. Look for Hail Mary Media in the App Store, Google Play, or click materdayradio.com for all the details. Find your peace with the Benedictine monks of Mount Angel Abbey on the Hail Mary Media app from Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And it is 7.13 here at Mater Dei Radio. Well, as the sun is beginning to come up, we can see more snow that is falling, at least up here on Sylvan Hill. Doesn't look like anything sticking around, though, except in the... the, uh, 
Landscaping. Yes. We're but getting a little bit of sticking snow there. My wife just texted me and said it's snowing at our house. Okay. So there you go. Well, cold air did move in overnight. Snow levels between 500 and 1,000 feet. Winter storm warning remains posted for the coast range through this morning and the Cascades through Thursday. Now, daytime highs here in the Portland-Vancouver area stay in the upper 30s today. Then overnight, we drop to the mid-20s. Another chance of snow flurries, too. Then tomorrow, highs in the mid-30s. And cooler temperatures going to stick around all the way through the week. All right, 37 degrees at St. Patrick's Church in northwest Portland. And it is also 37 degrees at Seton Catholic High School in Vancouver. Well, what are your financial plans for 2023? Does it include retirement? If so, you have probably more than likely put some forethought into it. Joining Mater Day Radio this morning to talk about retirement and the three things you must do before you retire is our good friend, Ashley Michikay. She is the CEO of True North Retirement Advisors in the greater Portland area and a valued member of Mater Day Radio's Leadership Circle. Good morning, Ashley. Good morning, David. How are you? I'm doing very well, but the question is, how are you? I want to say congratulations are in order. A new addition to your family. Yes, yes. My fourth child arrived uh, about six weeks ago, so I'm not sure what day it is or or (laughs) anything like that. (laughs) That is wonderful. So, uh, little Matthew? Yes, Matthew Ambrose. Oh, I love that. That is fantastic. So four kids. Now, give give me a rundown again. How many girls and boys? So my oldest, who's eight, is a girl. And then I have three boys after that. So five, two, and then the newborn. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, again, <laughs> congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you. Well, we are talking about retirement this morning. And... The three things, this really intrigued me, the three things you must do before you retire. So uh, how'd you come up with these? Mainly through just discussing this with clients over the years. So I've been doing this for about 15 years now and helped a lot of clients transition into retirement. So I see, you know, where they stumble and fall and make mistakes. And then I also see where they do things really, really well. And I think a big component of that is to do things in advance. So the things that you can do kind of before you retire will help you set set you up for a successful and a smooth transition into retirement. And so I came up with the idea for my podcast and talking about this just because it's it's a very common conundrum and I think people can really get overwhelmed by all the things that they maybe think that they should do. But the goal with these three things is if you get these three right, then I think it takes care of maybe 90% of what you would need to do prior to retirement. And then you can set yourself up for a smoother, successful transition into retirement. Uh, That's great to know. So I guess with no further ado, let's go through these. Uh, Number one. So number one would be, and it sounds a little obvious, but you'd be surprised how many people don't do this. And that is just making sure that you have enough money to retire. Right. So when you add up your investment portfolio, your income sources, social security, all those sources, is that going to provide for you for potentially 20, 30 years of retirement? And so there are a number of tools available for free online that will give you kind of a basic projection 
I always recommend to people, if you work with a financial advisor, they have the tools most often to do run this analysis for you. But you want to look at various scenarios, not just the rosy scenarios, but what happens if um, taxes are higher or what happens if you have a health event in retirement. You want to make sure that you have enough breathing room um, that you can also weather the inevitable ups and downs of life that will come along in retirement as well. So just, you know, making sure, do I have enough money to retire? Do I have enough income to support the lifestyle uh, that I would like to live in retirement? So that's, that's a huge one. Mm-hmm. Have you seen people in the past, maybe some of your clients who have retired and then like, ooh, didn't plan on that and have to go back to work? Yes. However, most often it's not a full-time, it's it's maybe part-time work. And actually a lot of people end up going back to work because they don't realize how much they missed working. And they it's it's kind of like, you know, Michael Jordan, I think he retired three times. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and you hear about athletes who retire and then come back. And right. it's kind of the same thing where they don't realize how much they really miss working. And they filling the void with other things is extremely important as well. But yeah, I mean, I've had people do that. And I think a key is to not doing that out of necessity would be to create a retirement budget. So to really sit down, most people have a really hard time with budgeting because they feel it's for a variety of reasons. Maybe they feel it's too restrictive. Maybe they just they're not type A or organized enough to kind of look at their budget and spending and track it. And it seems too tedious. And I, I totally understand that. But it is very important to at least understand where your money goes every month. Because more, more often than not, when someone has a negative surprise in retirement, it's because they thought their spending was going to be way lower than it actually was mm-hmm. in retirement. And then their income sources, their investment portfolio, all of that can't support that higher level of spending. And they're not willing to cut back. And so then that situation forces them to go back to work. Right. So we want to avoid that. And that's why making sure you have enough, doing a budgeting, uh, creating a retirement budget before you retire, all of that goes hand in hand with just preparing yourself for a successful, smooth transition. All right. How about number two? Number two is probably harder. Well, it is harder than number one if you're not there yet. And that is paying off all of your debt if you can. And I would include mortgage as well. Mm -hmm. Now, for some people, this just isn't possible. But you might be two years from retirement and have 20 years left on your mortgage. But to the extent that you can, we want to minimize those obligatory payments in retirement. So if you can eliminate all car debt, credit card debt, especially the high interest uh, debt, that's the most important. But for most people, your mortgage, your housing related spending is usually about 25 to 30% of your overall household spending. So if you can eliminate most of that by eliminating your mortgage, you're going to have so much more flexibility with where your money goes every month in retirement just by not having any debt payments right. at all. Yeah, that's, a, that's a great point. And then number three. Yeah, number three, you know, I struggle with this because there's so many different things, but I, a big mistake and a big one that I see is that people do not pair their investment portfolio for retirement. So I actually just saw this the other day. It was a, a gal who was 
She's in her early 60s. She wants to retire next year, and she has 90% of her retirement 401k and her other investments. 90% of it is still in stocks. Mm. So a lot of people, they just invest in their 401k and other accounts, and they get closer to retirement, and they don't dial back that risk. And so what can happen is in the year, a couple of years leading up, or even the couple of years after retirement, they haven't dialed that back. And then they get hit with what happened last year in 2022, and they lose 15 20%. Then again, they're forced to go back to work, maybe adjust their spending, and make some not-so-fun decisions. So we want to do that leading up to retirement, again, before retirement, so that you're not blindsided by a big downturn in your investment portfolio uh, in the couple of years before and the couple of years after retirement. Absolutely. Again, we're speaking with Ashley Mishike. She is the CEO of True North Retirement Advisors in the greater Portland area and a member of Mater Day Radio's Leadership Circle. Going back to the budget aspect, too, one thing that I've noticed, too, if, if you do budget or you, you should budget, you can also identify some things through your budget that you can say, you know what, we can get rid of this. We don't have to do this. So you kind of itemize it, and then you can kind of go through it and say, yeah, these are necessities. This is not a necessity. Absolutely, yeah. And for the clients who will, who do line item budgets with categories, it's very insightful because then they don't even realize until they do that that they spend maybe way too much in a certain area that doesn't matter that much to them. Like maybe they just eat out more out of convenience, but they don't really enjoy it that much. And so by red flagging some of those areas, they can reduce their spending if they need to and better position themselves to stick with a certain spending target. Because once you are retired... You know, you're not working anymore, especially a few years into retirement. It's a lot harder to go back to work um, once you're maybe five years in. So you're kind of stuck with that. So it becomes a lot more important to budget when you're retired and to stick to that budget, too, because you just don't have potentially higher income coming your way through continuing to work. Yeah, that's great. Again, these are the three things that you must do before you retire. Ashley Mishike. CEO of True North Retirement Advisors and a member of Mater Dei Radio's Leadership Circle. Ashley, always so insightful to talk with you. Always appreciate it. So thank you so much for all the ideas. Thank you so much, David. It was a pleasure. And now I'll let you get back to your new little one. Thanks. (laughs) All right. God bless. And it is 724 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, you know, one of the steps Ashley did not mention in her list of things to retire. What's that? Play the lottery often. That is <laughs> yes. not one of the tips yes. to retirement. No, that is not a tip to retire. <laughs> that's for sure. Well, if you want to listen to that interview again and, and maybe share that with somebody you think might really benefit from hearing Ashley's three ways to get to retirement, why not download the Hail Mary Media app? You're going to have access to that interview and podcast of all of our locally produced shows. And while you're there, check out all of our Lenten resources. The journey has begun today since it is Ash Wednesday. And let Mater Day Radio help you have a very holy Lenten season. We are, have full of prayers, resources, interviews about a Lent. It's all going to be right there at your fingertips on your smartphone. So download it today. It is absolutely free. You can also find out those Lenten resources and more information, materdayradio.com. 
Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Healthcare sharing has been around for decades and began out of the Christian tradition of neighbor helping neighbor. That's the premise Solidarity HealthShare was built on, where a nonprofit medical cost-sharing ministry in which our family of members share in each other's eligible medical expenses. Solidarity HealthShare is not insurance, but an alternative way to pay for medical costs that adheres to Catholic Church teachings. We never share into medical care that goes against our morals. More information at SolidarityHealthShare.org. Are you searching for stories of how God is transforming lives in profound and creative ways? Do you want to be inspired to join the mission of evangelization? I'm Miriam Marston, host of Blazing the Trail, and each week through interviews, scripture, and song, we explore what it looks like to share the gospel with courage and hope. Please join me on Wednesdays and Sundays at 7.30 p.m. right here on Mater Dei Radio or anytime on materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. Some are morning people. (sighs) Others are not. (laughs) Either way, we help start your day off right. The Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. And it is 727 on Mater Day Radio. Well, it's wild winter weather across the country, not just here. We'll have the details in the news. And Pope Francis says without this one thing, everything remains soulless. I'm going to tell you what that is in just about three minutes. Here is Ben Walther. Anna Blaze. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.
That is Ben Walther and Ablaze. It's 7.30 right here at Mozart Day Radio. Well, in your news this morning, snow has been falling across the area and some school districts are on snow routes or delayed opening. So you'll definitely want to check with your school district this morning. It appears the central and southern portions of the Willamette Valley have been receiving a little bit more snow with a winter weather advisory there. Now, in the greater Portland area, a wind chill advisory will go into effect at midnight tonight with wind chill temperatures possibly dropping into the single digits. Oh. Yeah. Meantime, powerful coast-to-coast storm continues to bring dangerous threats of heavy snow and high winds today, putting parts or more than two dozen states under winter weather alerts as travel conditions began to deteriorate in some areas this morning. More than 65 million people across 29 states are under winter weather alerts. Oh, my. Severe icing, extreme cold, sleet, all likely to make travel miserable this morning in many parts of the country, power being knocked out. You know, if you're flying today, particularly back to the Midwest, Mm -hmm. definitely check your flights. Check your flights. Already hundreds of flights have been canceled. Wow. So there you go. Well, Pope Francis said Wednesday that the traditions of the church should not be based on opinion or ideological leanings, but on whether they favor the proclamation of the gospel. He said everything in the church must be conformed to the requirements of the proclamation of the gospel, not to the opinions of the conservatives or the progressives, but to the fact that Jesus reaches people's lives. The Pope's weekly general audience took place in a in a very full Paul VI Hall on Ash Wednesday, the first day of the penitential Lenten season. Now, speaking to pilgrims from around the world, he said, every choice, every use, every structure and tradition of the church is to be evaluated on the basis of whether they favor the proclamation of Christ. Pope Francis asked everyone to think about whether they pray often, to the Holy Spirit, or if they only speak to Jesus and the Father or invoke the Virgin Mary and the saints in their prayers. He said, because as church, we can have well-defined times and spaces, well-organized communities, institutes, and movements, but without the Spirit, everything remains soulless. The organization is not enough. It is the Spirit who gives life to the church. And the Pope called it sad to see the church operate as if it is just a parliament when it is really a community of men and women who believe in and proclaim Jesus Christ guided by the Holy Spirit, not their own reason. And a report on the city of Portland's economy by financial consulting firm Econ Northwest shows the city did not bounce back after the pandemic when compared to others. Compared to other similarly sized cities, the report says Portland has lagged behind on recovering financially since 2020. Like most cities across the United States, Portland saw a huge drop in employment as the pandemic began in spring of 2020. But while cities such as Austin and Salt Lake City saw their employment rates returned to pre-pandemic levels by April of 2021. Portland waited until July of 2022 to see a return to 2019 employment levels. 
Now, Econ Northwest Mike Wilkerson attributed that lag to strict state and local COVID regulations, which delayed when businesses could comfortably reopen in Portland. He also noted another difference between Portland and other cities that have bounced back more quickly. Portland's downtown is defined by office buildings, not much else. With many offices still allowing their employees to work remotely, that has left a dearth of Portlanders frequenting downtown businesses. Cities like Austin and Nashville, however, have more residential buildings in their central core. So even with people working from home, those cities' downtown areas have still seen stable customers keeping the economy afloat. Well, as part of tradition, the Portland Rose Festival has named its official rose for 2023. It is called Miles, excuse me, Smiles for Miles. Smiles for Miles. Smiles for Miles. According to the release, it is a yellow and blushing pink hybrid tea rose with a moderate fruity fragrance. Now, since the festival's centennial celebration in 2007, a rose breeder has allowed the Portland Rose Festival Foundation to sell a new rose bush under a special name exclusively through the Portland Nursery, which donates $2 of each sale to the foundation. Now, once the festival is over, the provider will often change the name for general sales. So if you want to purchase the Smiles for Miles rose bush, it will cost you a penny under $40 per bush at Portland Nursery. Now, as the story goes... Portland got its name as the City of Roses when welcoming visitors to the 1905 Lewis and Clark Centennial Exposition. Streets were lined with blooming rose bushes, creating a fragrant rose euphoria, according to the Oregon Historical Society. I love it. So that's how it got its name. The Rose City. The Rose City. I think that's perfect. Yes. Uh, I've had some roses uh, planted at different homes throughout the area. I always remember a lavender-colored rose. It had the strongest rose smell. Oh, like really? it was so fragrant. Yeah. I absolutely loved it. Nice. Well, a proposed $120 million effort to entirely reshape the area around OMSI's waterfront campus into a modern mixed-use pocket neighborhood just took a big step towards fruition with Portland's Design Commission giving its seal of approval for the master plan. Now, the OMSI district would develop industrial space around the museum, transforming the area into 34 acres of housing, retail, and education space. Now, the district area is equivalent to about 10 city blocks. Now, Tract C, just north of Tillicum Crossing, would have a public plaza with an esplanade and greenway improvements created with help from local tribal governments and indigenous communities. Now, OMSI President and CEO Aaron Graham said the hope is that becomes a very walkable, friendly, inviting neighborhood and that we can host cultural events. Now, included in the master plan are 1,200 units of new housing with a minimum of 20% reserved for low-income families. Yeah, I know exactly where that is because that's our walk. Is we, it? Yeah, we, we do the loop around the bridges. We, we kind of start on the uh, west side of the waterfront, go over the steel bridge, then work our way south, end up walking right by OMSI on the waterfront, and then right over the Tillicum Bridge. Yeah. Back over. <clears throat> Excuse me. And there is a lot of open space right there. So that would, that so would be that'd great. that would be the plan. Yeah. yeah. Just make it real welcoming for families, too, yeah. I think, would really like that. Very nice. Well, in sports, this could be an interesting move for the Pac-12 and its fans. 
Reports are out that Pac-12 Commissioner George Klyakov is negotiating with Apple TV to broadcast the conference's college football games. The Pac-12 is the only Power 5 conference without a media rights deal, which is not being helped any by USC and UCLA moving to the Big Ten in 2024. Longtime carriers ESPN and Fox Sports are somewhat hesitant on partnering with the conference, according to the report. So Apple TV Plus has been adding live sports to its portfolio recently. The streaming service started with Friday Night Baseball and recently closed a 10-year, $2.5 billion global rights deal with Major League Soccer to stream all of the league's games. So that includes the Portland Timbers as well. So yeah, this would be a very interesting move if the Pac-12 goes in this direction to to stream its football games. I don't know how many fans would be happy with that because you'd have to get a subscription. Yeah, and all of that. So we'll see where it goes. It's going to be interesting. Well, Catholics are among the only Christians who freely don't eat meat on Fridays, especially focused during Lent. In fact, you know you're a Catholic in town when only during Lent, every restaurant seems to be advertising one item on their menu, fish. That's right. That's right. Have you even noticed how major fast food chains point out their fillets on the date of Ash Wednesday? Any, uh, what is it, the big fish or... uh, uh, filet fish from the McDonald's. McDonald's, yes, had that I for years. I always one of those. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Suddenly, everyone cares about the liturgical season of the church. So why is it that the church instructs Catholics to abstain from meat on Fridays, as well as Ash Wednesday and also Good Friday, but gives the thumbs up for Catholics to eat fish? Well, first of all, we must ask the question, why Friday? Well, the USCCB gives a very, you know, poised, uh, pointed explanation sure. saying... Catholic people from time immemorial have set apart Friday for special penitential observance by which they gladly suffer with Christ that they may one day be glorified with him. This is the heart of the tradition of abstinence from meat on Fridays where that tradition has been observed in the Holy Catholic Church. Well, since it is believed that Jesus Christ suffered and died on the cross on a Friday, Christians from the very beginning have set aside that day to unite their sufferings to Jesus. Now, according to the USCCB, the laws of the church classify the abstinence from land animals. That's the that's the key here. Okay. So abstinent laws considers that meat comes only from animals such as chicken, cows, sheep, or pig, all of which live on land. Birds are also considered meat. Fish, on the other hand, are not in that same classification. Fish are a different category of animals. So salt and freshwater species of fish, amphibians, reptile, or cold-blooded animals, and shellfish are permitted. Okay. So in the end, the church's intention is to encourage the faithful to offer up a sacrifice to God that comes from the heart and unites one suffering to that of Christ. Now, meat is given as a very basic penance, while the purpose of the regulation should always be kept in mind. For example, it does not necessarily give a person the license to eat lobster every dinner for <laughs> Lent during Lent. Yes. Not exactly what we're going for. I, I hear you. It's an offering up. And the whole point is to make a sacrifice that draws a person closer to Christ who, out of love for us, made the ultimate sacrifice 
a person can make. So what you're telling me is uh, frog legs are okay. Frog legs are just fine. They would be fine. But don't eat a lot of them. Okay. Have you ever had my tuna casserole? No, okay. I've not had your tuna casserole. <laughs> okay, well, Are you, you bringing go. tuna casserole I, I Friday? Just, I just might do that. Okay. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Oh, it is running now and all the way through Lent. It is the 40 Days for Life Spring Campaign. It's happening in Eugene Springfield, Portland area, and also in Vancouver. All are invited to join 40 Days of Prayer and Fast for an End to Abortion. You're also invited to stand and peacefully pray during the 40 days vigil in the public right of way outside Planned Parenthood. Please help spread the word about this important community outreach. You can find more details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Well, a men's conference is coming up. You're going to hear from Dina Marie and Father Skip right after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Catholic Youth Organization and Camp Howard. CYO offers local youth positive sports activities throughout the school year and summer camp programs at Camp Howard near scenic Mount Hood. Sports and camp registration information can be found on the web at cyocamphoward.org. That's cyocamphoward.org. Hello, this is Father Peter Julia, the Director of Vocations for the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon. Join me in praying the Memorare. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired with this confidence, I fly to you, O Virgin of Virgins, my Mother. To you do I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in your mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, please download the free Hail Mary Media app or visit us online at materdayradio.com. We are leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Is God calling you to do something different with your life? Join Mater Dei Radio's team as our new grant writer. Shape the future of Catholic media through this dynamic part-time position, offering you competitive pay and an exciting opportunity for remote work with flexible hours to suit your schedule. Get more details on the grant writer position and how to apply at materdayradio.com. That's materdayradio.com to join us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life at Mater Dei Radio. And it is 746 at Mater Dei Radio. Well, it's snowy out there this morning. A little bit more in the southern Willamette Valley. Eugene area still have a, has a winter weather advisory through tomorrow, oh. so maybe a little bit more snow in the southern valley. Here in the Portland area, we got scattered snow showers this morning, a high of 40 degrees, more scattered snow overnight tonight. Then the wind picks up 
and a wind chill advisory goes into effect at midnight tonight. Tomorrow, just a high of 32 degrees. Loaded, oh, low tonight, cold. 23. So it gives you an idea how chilly it's going to get. Currently, it is a very chilly 35 degrees at Jesuit High School here in Beaverton. And it is 34 degrees at St. Jude Church in Eugene. Good morning. This is Dina Marie, host of Faith Moments and the Voice of the Shepherd here on Mater Dei Radio. Coming up in April, we have an awesome opportunity at Our Lady of Peace Retreat for a men's silent retreat on the topic, a study on masculine sacrifice. Father Skip Thompson will be the retreat leader, and Father Skip is actually from Oregon, has been with us earlier. Father Skip, welcome back to the program, and we'd love to hear more about this retreat. Good morning. Dina Marie, thank you very much. I'm glad to be with you again. How about that? <laughs> well, I, I think this is a really interesting title, and I just really want men and women who are listening to get those men around them to really come to this, a study on masculine sacrifice. What about masculine sacrifice? What are some of the things you want to bring to this retreat? Oh, oh boy, oh boy. There's so much. I'm glad we have a weekend to get into this. Just a quick word about retreats, too. I, I think uh, we've talked about a little bit. Uh, sometimes retreats are looked upon as this sort of this soft little time off. And, you know, men are about doing getting getting her done. Right. And, uh, we go, oh, the, the retreats are for the ladies. Like, no, 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 no. Um, the way I'd like to tell the guys out there who might be listening in that retreats are like uh, what's needed. An, an army, for example, will retreat. In order to regroup and engage battle from a position of strength, in other words, a retreat is needed in order to advance. And what we're talking about is advancing men in their identity through the understanding of masculine sacrifice. And, uh, of course, Jesus being the epitome of that. He was God and man. But one of the fellows that we're going to look at in particular, who I think is a man's man, was St. Joseph unheralded like so many men who in the background like so many men in their lives and yet he know he was always on if you want to call it this he was like on stage with an audience of one god was always there and he was uh, a man of god who was chosen to be the husband of mary and to protect both of his his wife and his child jesus so here's God the Father entrusting the Son of God, God incarnate, the second person of the Trinity, to this man, Joseph. We get a lot of understanding of him through the Old Testament, Joseph. And both of these guys were men who did everything right. It was interesting. You know, we thought think of David as a man after God's own heart, and he's called that. However, David had his problems, did he not? He, mm-hmm. he fell. Uh, on several occasions. He went from bad to worse with Bathsheba and the killing of her husband. I mean, my goodness, who would want to have dinner with David? I don't know. (laughs) But um, Joseph, on the other hand, who was the heir of David, he was like, uh, if you watch the Lord of the Rings, uh, you know, the character of Aragorn, who's the the lost hidden king of, uh, you know, the the kingdom of Gondor. And he's, uh, Joseph was the same thing. It's part of the retreat, so I'm not going to spoil it. But <laughs> right, right. Uh, we're going to look at how how Joseph is a great model for us to deal with the issues that call upon men these days to step up, mm-hmm. and it involves sacrifice. It's 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 not easy, uh, but then in what's worthwhile that comes easily, not much. You take sports, for example. It's not easy to play football. 
but I'll tell you what, it is glorious. <laughs> it is a kind of a, it, it's kind of a, a hand-to-hand combat, regulated, of course, but it's still, it's it's a manly sport. And there's risk and there's danger, there's injury, there's all kinds of things that's attached to this. It's a rough game. Men need this kind of, uh, they need to be able to step up. And I use sport as an example of the need to train, to practice, and to understand that we're in a battle. And uh, retreat is a time uh, to get a kind of a reconnaissance on the, the field. of. And, and as Paul says, we're in a spiritual war. There's a, um, in fact, I think you mentioned John, Father John Ricardo, who's come out Mm-hmm. recently and i i read his book on rescued i really i draw on it a lot his fantastic insights uh but he talks about the early church fathers who identified uh christ's christ on the cross as a trap in a war against the devil and we'll explain this too in the retreat that he's hunting he's using he's using his own body as bait if you want to talk masculine sacrifice yeah. He's using his human nature. He's sacrificing his human nature. He becomes sin, which is unimaginable. But the second person of the Trinity, taking on his human nature, became sin. And that's why he said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Not his divine nature. That was not divided. But his he was able to experience human separation from God, which had to have been more horrific than physical death to uh, the second person of the Trinity. First time in eternity that that's ever happened. Huge, huge sacrifice on his part. We, you know, we're, we're going to challenge ourselves to contemplate what that was. But it's all geared toward encouraging us and strengthening us and realizing who we have on our side, who is all utterly, as Father John was said, unconquerable. I love that word. Uh, and he did not... Uh, lose his life. He gave it up willingly. And so men are called to do that. Joseph did that. Each one of us is to call to give up our lives for the other. And that's what makes us great. If we're just living out a beer commercial and trying to grab all the gusto we can get, then we're just going to be selfish and useless little drones, which is what our culture has emasculated us. And this is where that whole idea of toxic masculinity comes from. You know, we abuse our strength and power and so on, and we make a mess of things. Fatherhood is in a shambles. Marriages are in a shambles. Men are busted up. They don't know who they are, what they're supposed to be. Our culture keeps slapping men down, and, and probably for some good reasons, too. Uh, but we want to recover who we are as men, as men of God. And in that, we're called to a whole different kind of masculinity, uh, something that's it's called to serve. Mm-hmm. And uh, servant leadership is what Jesus portrayed like nobody else did. Uh, as he said, I did not come to be served, but to serve. And we should not be afraid of that. Uh, because the more you give, uh, the more you get, as we're in the spiritual order of things. And as Jesus said, it's more blessed to give than receive. Uh, that's found in Acts 20, 35, by the way. That was an oral tradition for many decades that finally Paul captured in his, or rather Luke captured uh, from Paul in his conversations and uh, in his writing. So, but Jesus said that because um, the one who gives is one the one who's rich. Right. 
talking with father skip thompson he'll be coming out to give this retreat for men at our lady of peace retreat again the weekend is the last weekend of april 28th 29th and 30th i encourage you to register now that interview with our friend dina marie and father skip thompson we're going to continue that in our next half hour and if you go to our website you'll be able to hear the entire interview first and second part together but also go to our digital standalone podcast section there you'll find more great podcasts from Mater Day radio in addition to what you would hear on the air and in fact dina marie's faith moments is one of those that you can hear so check out dina marie's standalone podcast and then come back in the next half hour to listen to the rest of her interview with Father Skip Thompson. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Blanchet House of Hospitality. Since 1952, the Blanchet House has been providing food, clothing, shelter, and aid to those in need. Services include a downtown Portland cafe, residential living, transitional housing, case management, and a 12-step program at the farm. Support and volunteer opportunities are online at blanchethouse.org. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBVM Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Mater Dei Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at materdayradio.com. It's good to the very last drop. The Morning Blend on Mater Day Radio. Leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. It is 7.57 at Mater Day Radio, and the Nuclear Arms Treaty is in jeopardy. We'll have the details in the news. And God determines the number of stars and calls them by name. Might be using the names of some Jesuits priests now. I'll explain how right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Colleen with Awaken Catholic and this is Awaken the Saint. Today we celebrate the Feast of the Chair of St. Peter. You might be thinking to yourself, why in the world do we need a feast for a chair? And the answer is, it's not just about the chair, which is a relic of St. Peter, by the way. It's also about the institution of the church herself and Christ's appointing of Peter as the first pope, the vicar of Christ, the servant authority of the church, setting in motion the apostolic succession. This feast has been celebrated in Rome dating back to the fourth century, but the honor of Peter's supremacy has been acknowledged since Jesus spoke these words in the Gospel of Matthew. You are Peter, Petros, and upon this rock, Petra, 
I will build my church and the gates of the netherworld shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. The Greek word for Peter, Petros, means a single movable stone. The word Petra means a solid rock formation that is fixed immovable and enduring. Thus, Christ transforms Peter from a single stone into an immovable foundation upon which the church would be built and endure till the end of time. It is important to remember that Peter was an imperfect man who was chosen by God to fulfill this task. Even after these words were spoken, Jesus rebukes him for giving into fear about Christ's impending death. Peter then falls asleep in the Garden of Gethsemane while Jesus is in agony and prayer. And after Jesus' arrest, he denies that he knows him not once, but three times. This just goes to show that God's power is not limited by the weaknesses of the instruments he chooses. And for all of Peter's shortcomings, he is the first of the disciples to go out and preach the gospel in Jerusalem after being filled with the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. He resolved conflicts in the church, became the Bishop of Antioch, and eventually the first Bishop of Rome. On Vatican Hill, under Nero's reign, Peter glorified the Lord through his martyr's death on a cross. Christians built a small memorial over his grave in the second century. Then 200 years later, Constantine built a basilica. And in the 16th century, it was rebuilt and now housed is St. Peter's wooden chair, which has been encased in bronze and sits above the altar in the apse of the basilica. According to the First and Second Vatican Councils, when the Pope speaks ex cathedra, meaning from the chair, he speaks with the authority of St. Peter, who is given supreme teaching authority in all matters of faith and morals, and his governance encompasses the entire world. Not all popes have become saints, but the Lord still works through them to provide the church with a firm foundation. I encourage us all to pray for the Pope today, that God would guide him as our shepherd and symbol of Christian unity. We will end with this prayer to St. Peter. St. Peter, you were a weak and sinful man, but God entrusted you with great responsibility despite your unworthiness. Please pray for me that despite my unworthiness, I may be open to all that God entrusts to me and that I may use those gifts for his glory and the salvation of souls. St. Peter and all your successors in heaven, pray for me. Jesus, I trust in you. Amen. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints or to pray with Mater Day Radio, please download our free Hail Mary Media app. Details at materdayradio.com. It's 8 o'clock. And in your news this hour, Catholic organizations in the U.S. have quickly mobilized to welcome political exiles from Nicaragua. But more must be done to address human rights violations in the country. Archbishop Timothy Broglio, president of the USCCB, said on Tuesday. On February 21st, Archbishop Broglio said, I am proud and grateful that the Catholic community of the United States, from the diocese and local Catholic charities agencies to Catholic Charities USA and the USCCB, was among those that mobilized quickly to welcome the Nicaraguan exiles as they were stripped of their citizenship before boarding the plane. Now, the Ortega dictatorship deported 222 political prisoners to the United States on February 9th. In the last five years, Nicaraguan's government under President Daniel Ortega has increasingly targeted the Catholic Church. The church leaders acted as mediators with foes of Ortega's after massive 2018 protests 
Nortega has accused Catholic leaders of trying to overthrow him. Last year, the Ortega government targeted clergy, eliminated church-affiliated organizations, and put restrictions on religious observances. His government has also taken action to repress Catholic radio and television stations and has driven Catholic religious orders, including the Missionaries of Charity, from the country. And the Vatican Observatory announced this week the naming of four newly discovered asteroids after notable Catholics, including Pope Gregory XIII, who began the tradition of papal astronomers and observatories. Christopher Graney, a scientist at the Vatican Observatory, said in a press release that the Working Group for Small Bodies Nomenclature of the International Astronomical Union, that's a big title, yeah, published their latest batch of named asteroids in early February. Now, the newly named asteroids include... 560974 Hugo Boncompagni, which honors Hugo Boncompagni, Pope Gregory XIII also. Now, Gregory commissioned the astronomer Father Christoph Clavius, who also has an asteroid named after him. And then other three names, well, they also honor other Jesuit priests who worked or have worked at the Vatican Observatory. Now, the naming process for asteroids can take decades. After the asteroid's discovery, it's given a permanent designation number once the object orbit is determined well enough that its position can be reliably predicted into the future. More than 30 asteroids now bear the names of Jesuits. Oh, that's cool. How do we get one, David? I don't know. Isn't there a program like you can register your star, you get a yes, st- yeah, but that that is strictly just apparently a money making operation because <laughs> anybody can say, okay, that's your star. That's my star. But that's not really how stars get named. But I think we should petition for a morning blend asteroid, okay. and you know maybe two tailing smaller asteroids <laughs> with it, and we can name those uh, okay. David and Brenda. You, you can work on that. Okay. Well, Russian President Vladimir Putin on Tuesday delivered a warning to the West over Ukraine by suspending a landmark nuclear arms control treaty, announcing that new strategic systems had been put on combat duty and threatening to resume nuclear tests. Nearly a year after ordering an invasion of Ukraine, Putin said Russia would achieve its aims and accuse the West of trying to destroy it, alleging that the United States was turning the war into a global conflict. Putin said Russia was suspending participation in the new START treaty, its last major arms control treaty with Washington goes back and signed by then U.S. President Barack Obama and his Russian counterpart, Dmitry Medvedev, in 2010. The treaty caps the number of strategic nuclear warheads that the countries can deploy. Now, due to expire in 2026, it allows each country to physically check the other's nuclear arsenal, although tensions over Ukraine had already brought inspections to a halt. Well, consumers are willing to pay monthly subscription fees for streaming services, pet food, even toilet paper. And now some restaurants are betting you'll do the same for your favorite meals. Large chains like Panera and P.F. Chang, as well as neighborhood hangouts, are increasingly experimenting with the subscription model as a way to ensure steady revenue and customer visits. Some offer unlimited drinks or free delivery for a monthly fee. Others will bring out your favorite appetizer each time you visit. 
Now, they're following a trend. The average American is juggling 6.7 subscriptions. That's the average. Okay. Now, that's up from 4.2 in 2019, according to Rocket Money. Now, the upscale Chinese restaurant P.F. Chang saw an opportunity to increase to-go orders with its subscription plan, which launched in September. So for $6.99 a month, members get free delivery, among other perks. Other restaurants are experimenting with memberships also, which let diners prepay towards their visits. Oh, that's interesting. So if your favorite neighborhood restaurant was offering the service like free delivery for a monthly fee like that, would that be of interest to you, David? Well, you know, that's a good question because our favorite neighborhood restaurants, we do takeout. Uh-huh. And it's very easy. We just drive up to the parking lot and they bring it out bring to, it you, to you, you and away you go. So, yeah, yeah so... Would it be more of a convenience to have it delivered? Yeah, possibly. But again, it's not that big of a convenience to just drive okay. up there and pick it up. Uh, I, in fact, this issue came up yesterday because, let's see, what did we get? Oh, no, it was a couple days ago from the weekend. And my daughter and I were like, what should we have? And let's just get something easy like Chick-fil-A. And she goes, well, should we we order up Grubhub to bring it to us? Right. And I went, why would we do that? Mm-hmm. Um, my children are accustomed to using food delivery services. Okay, yeah. I absolutely do not. Yeah. And nor probably I will, well, unless I'm sick maybe, or if yeah, it's snowing yeah. out. I mean, it's nice to have it as an option, Yeah, certainly. But like, again, for us, it's no, been no big deal just to go pick it up. Well, just turn your 6.7 uh <laughs> subscriptions into 7.7. Back in my day, we used to sell magazines subscriptions. Remember that? (laughs) Door to door. Door to door. That's it. Publishers Clearinghouse, too. Well, is it climate change or other weather forces? That's what scientists are measuring as the Antarctic sea ice has reached record low levels for the second time in two years. The sea ice that fringes Antarctica dropped to just over 730,000 square miles on February 13th, according to the National Snow and Ice Data Center. The previous record low of 741,000 square miles was set about a year ago. Now, the last two years mark the only time that sea ice levels have dipped below 2 million square miles since satellites began monitoring it in 1978. Now, parts of the Antarctica have been seeing alarming changes for a while. The Antarctic Peninsula, that's a spindly chain of ice mountains, which sticks off the west side of the continent towards South America, is one of the fastest warming places in the Southern Hemisphere. Wow. That's interesting. Well, a proposed $120 million effort to entirely reshape the area around OMSI's waterfront campus into a modern mixed-use pocket neighborhood just took a big step toward fruition with Portland's design and commission giving its seal of approval for the master plan. The OMSI district would develop industrial space around the museum, transforming the area into 34 acres of housing, retail, and education space. Now, the district area is equivalent to about 10 city blocks. Now, Track C, just north of Tillicum Crossing, would have a plaza, an esplanade, and greenway improvements created with the help from local tribal governments and indigenous communities. Now, OMSI's president and CEO, Aaron Graham, said the hope is that it becomes a very walkable, friendly, and inviting neighborhood that can host cultural events. 
Now, included in the master plan are 1,200 units of new housing with a minimum of 20% reserved for low-income families. Have you ever walked over the Tillicum Bridge? Not ever once. Oh, yeah. I need do to that. do that, don't oh, I? It's, yeah, it's awesome. Not today. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'll wait for a nice sunny yeah. spring day. It, yeah, it's 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 amazing view. It's really nice. It'd be nice if I had a tour guide. Okay. Yes. Well, we can do that. Okay. We can set that up for sure. <laughs> In sports, well, this is a pretty remarkable feat as Oregon State gymnast Jade Carey has won the Pac-12 Gymnast of the Week now for the fifth week in a row. What? She's only a sophomore, and it's her 14th weekly award already. So just this past weekend, Carrie broke her own school record in the all-around, leading the Beavers past Arizona, which included perfect tens in the vault and floor. By the way, she won all four events. The Olympic gold medalist leads the nation in the all-around, including first on the vault, second on the beam, and tied for second on the floor, wow. and she's ninth on the bars. That's in the nation, and she just continues to get better and better, and it, it's kind of fun to watch because they'll go on the road for events, and after the meet is over, all the little girls Oh, waiting. they want to meet her. They want to meet her, and she's so gracious because she'll meet them, sign autographs, and... Uh, but she's just a sophomore. And Incredible. She's obviously a gold medal winner. Already. Already. And she'll be training again for the upcoming... I was going to say the Paris Olympics, yeah, right? But, that's uh, in 24, yeah, maybe? I think that's right. Yeah. But uh, her collegiate career is just... Yeah. Good for her. Yeah. Well, in his audience series on sharing the message of Jesus with others, Pope Francis, this February 22nd, stressed that it's only the power of the Holy Spirit that enables the gospel to be shared. He said, when Jesus says to his disciples and also to us, go, he's not just communicating a word. He communicates the Holy Spirit at the same time because it is only thanks to him, thanks to the Spirit, that one can receive Christ's mission and carry it out. So this led Pope to very concrete question. Do we ask the Holy Spirit for help? He said, let us ask ourselves, each one of us, let us ask ourselves if we open ourselves up to the light, if we give it space, do I invoke the Spirit? Each of us can answer within ourselves how many of us pray to the Spirit. So the Pope invited us to pray to Our Lady, who has understood this well, that she might help us to understand it. And in part, his Lenten prayer is to the Spirit. Now, in his greetings to various language groups at the end of the audience, well, the Pope reiterated this point, and he invited Spanish-speaking faithful to pray often to the Spirit so that the, he enlightens us and helps us to give testimony to the primacy of God in our lives. And to the Arabic-speaking faithful, well, the Pope urged them some further Lenten practices, and he invited all of us to send time with the Mass readings. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And February 24th to the 26th, that's this weekend. Encountering God Through Forgiveness is a retreat at the Mount Angel Abbey Guest House. All are invited to the silent retreat led by Brother Louis de Montfort. It will be focusing on encountering God through the gift and power of 
forgiveness. And remember, you can find details on this and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. And you'll hear more on the upcoming men's conference right after the forecast. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Holy Family Supply, Salem's Catholic Bookstore. Located at 421 Court Street Northeast in downtown Salem, Holy Family Supply has a wide variety of Catholic gifts for all occasions, including Bibles, rosaries, statues, and holy cards. Holy Family Supply current hours and days of operation are available by phone at 503-588-1071. Hi friends, this is Deacon Charlie from the Living the Call podcast. Just a few weeks ago, I was giving a talk to the students of my parish school in Los Angeles. After the first session, one little girl about six years old approached me and asked, Deacon, when did your love begin? The question caught me completely off guard, initially because it seemed so profound and impactful, and yet it came from such a small, quiet, and unassuming little voice. And separately, it surprised me because it seemingly had no connection to what I had shared during my talk. Fortunately, in a split second, I remembered the words of St. Paul to see with the eyes of my heart. And in that moment, I recognized the possibility that the Holy Spirit was speaking directly to me through this child. I answered her question with a question about when she first started loving her parents. Her answer? I started at the beginning. I reflected for days on this exchange. When did my fervor for the Lord get its start? Our love for the Lord is often marked by chronological moments, by memories and experiences, some small, some great, but our love affair is a gradual one, and one in which we step forward and often we slip back along the way. But God's love for us started at the beginning. Before we were even formed in our mother's womb, we were loved, we were willed, and we were necessary. In this season of Lent, as we collectively strive to deepen our love affair, may you and I also reflect frequently and deeply on God's indestructible love for us, a love that is willed, a love that is necessary, a love which he's had for you and me from the beginning. We encourage you to schedule a specific time in your day for silence. Whatever you need to do, wherever you need to go, to give space to listen for the Lord. Prayer is one of the three pillars of Lent, and Matrade Radio is ready to offer up your special intentions during this holy season. Our committed team of prayer warriors wants to hear from you by clicking pray on the Hail Mary media app or matradayradio.com. Call them directly with your request at 503-285-3737. That's 503-285-3737. You can keep praying with Matraday Radio during Lent through our daily broadcast of the celebration of Holy Mass, the mysteries of the rosary, and the chaplet of divine mercy. Plus, there's stirring Lenten reflections, special features on the morning blend, 
and the Stations of the Cross of our Lord's Passion at 7 o'clock on Friday nights. Pray your way through Lent into Easter with the Hail Mary Media app and Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. At Ma- it is 818 at Mater Day Radio. Going to see scattered snow showers throughout the day today, high of 40 degrees. Going to get cold overnight tonight. Windchill advisory goes into effect, a low of 23. And then for Thursday, breezy, just a high of 32. So barely at freezing for Thursday. Currently, it is 36 degrees at St. Rose Catholic Church in Longview. And 36 degrees at St. Edward's Church in Kaiser. And now we pick up the conversation with Dina Marie and Father Skip Thompson. Father, because you have gone on so many retreats, your own priesthood was really fostered by going on retreat. A couple of tips you would give men and, and women as well when we go on retreat, how to use that time well for the purpose of the Holy Spirit, for the purpose of the Lord to guide us in our vocation? How do we approach a retreat, move through it, and then leave? You know, we leave and go home, back to our jobs, back to our marriages, back to our ministries, back to the work, but we need something to have changed in our lives. Yeah, great question, great question. As St. Thomas says, grace follows nature. So the first thing to do on a retreat is rest, (laughs) believe it or not. I don't know about you, but, you know, I'm charging all the time and I'm at my desk and I'm working and pretty soon I'm exhausted. And it's like, you know, it's 11 o'clock at night and I'm like, okay, I'm done for this day and boom, I'm done. But for a retreat, one needs to realize that their first priority, first priority must be to just rest. You rest in the Lord that God gives to his beloved in their sleep, quite literally, it's a scripture. And so we need a little revival energy wise just physically and so if you get a good start with a retreat with a good night's sleep really don't try to do anything and i would always say take as much time as you possibly can for a retreat i would often take get a day off of work on a friday and a monday and it bookend the weekend because that first day again you need to rest the second day you still got the to-do list in your head the road noise still hasn't settled down so that second day is one of kind of settling down and becoming open and let that be a day when you're reading your scriptures and you're just trying to 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 to, to wash the mind uh with the word of god the inspired word of god the psalms especially are, are great ways to pray if you don't know what to pray read the psalms and then that third day that third day on that sunday is going to be rich uh, i often uh, recommend journaling as a way to reflect take off the watch turn off the phone yep. don't entertain that at all leave it alone leave it alone uh draw close to god that he may draw close to you i used to do it every six months mm-hmm. Plan mm-hmm. your next one put it on right. the calendar get it going get this rhythm going and your faith will grow by leaps and bounds you're taking deliberate time to be with god and there is definitely a, a reward for that. It's just it's spiritual math. You know, if you if you load in more of your time and attention and heart and mind into the things of God and the faith, that faith you're gonna you're gonna build it up. Yeah. It's just it's just simply how it works. It's like you've got to practice. You've got to practice your golf swing in order to be able to 
you know, do good on the course. You can't just expect to go out there and just hack around, hack around right. without any time practicing. And so retreat is like an intensive practice. Again, armies re- regroup in order to uh, engage the battle from a position of strength. We need to retreat in the same way so that we can advance in our faith. Absolutely. Father Skip Thompson with us. I want to encourage people to visit the Mater Dei Radio website because a lot of upcoming retreats are posted there as well as Our Lady of Peace Retreat, olpretreat.org. And uh, St. Clair's, you've been at St. Clair's Retreat in the Santa Cruz area. They are offering retreats a lot throughout the year. So if you want to travel a little bit to California, beautiful location, again, is St. Clair's Retreat run by the Franciscan Missionary Sisters. So can I plug, can I plug that? You can. Yeah. Okay. I am going to St. Clair's uh, the 24th, 25th, and uh, 26th. This upcoming of weekend. Fe- of February. Yeah. Um, it's going to be on the Eucharist. Uh, it's the, this deep dive. I've been working on this for years. In fact, I'm going to send this off to Bishop Barron and see what he thinks about it. But it's on how Christ taught his real presence, going way beyond just the the uh, John chapter 6, Bread of Life Discourse. Uh, the second one is, what is transubstantiation? What does that mean? Is How does it work? So we're going to get into the sciences. That's called the divine science of transubstantiation. And the third the third uh, conference is going to be on why. Why did Jesus give us this perplexing sacrament that 70% of Catholics don't get? I think this is going to be very, very much a... a uh, faith-building faith experience. Um, it's the it's the best work I've done. Uh, it's original stuff that I've been working on for years since seminary, which goes back to 2009. Uh, I'll be at St. Clair's, and I'm looking okay. forward to it. So well, I know the sisters love to have you there. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy to be there. That's fantastic. Well, come I want to encourage Portland. people, come, come out to Portland. Again, Knights of Columbus, you're going to have an opportunity in Hermiston on April 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. And yeah. so with that, Father, would you please help us close in leading us in prayer? You bet. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Lord, you are so very good to us, and you have given your all for us in the ultimate sacrifice on the cross for us, where you defeated the devil defeated his powers of sin and death. You are the victor. And in you, we experience that. So let us draw close to you, uh, that you may draw close to us. And uh, we ask your blessing upon this ministry that Dina is bringing forth uh, for their radio station, for the outreach that they have, for the spread of the gospel, for the good of the kingdom. And for all the listeners uh, that may be tuned in, we ask your protection, direction, and even correction if that's needed to guide them on the way of life as a journey through this world. And we ask this all in Jesus's name. And we ask his blessing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Father Skip. Have a blessed day. All right. God bless. Thank you. And it is 825 here at Mater Day Radio. What a wonderful event that you have the ability to participate in, men. But there's all kinds of events that are happening in our area, especially during this Lenten season. Be sure to check out 
our community calendar. You're going to have access to that both on the Hail Mary Media app and on our webpage at materdayradio.com. And if your parish or ministry is a special event coming up, well, let us know and Deborah will work to get it on that calendar and then the whole community will be able to attend. It is the community calendar information at materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Holy Family Catholic Clinic is a proud member of Mater Dei Radio's Leadership Circle. Located at 21810 Willamette Drive in West Lynn, Holy Family Catholic Clinic is Christ-centered and provides superior, compassionate, life-affirming health care to patients of all ages. Holy Family Catholic Clinic offers medical services that are in adherence to Catholic moral teaching and bioethics, honoring the sanctity of life from conception to natural death. Learn more at holyfamilyclinic.com. That's holyfamilyclinic.com. Hi, I'm Father Cedric Bizenia. I'm a passionist, religious, and a Catholic priest, and the host of Live With Passion. My motto is touching lives and saving souls. I hope you will tune in each week on Modern Day Radio, Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. It's designed to inspire and encourage you. It's real practical. Talk about real-life issues, things that people are going through. I'm so grateful that you're listening to Modern Day Radio. Don't just live, live with passion. They're not baristas, but they do serve up a good cup of joy. It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Modern Day Radio. And it is 827 at Mater Day Radio, and it is a quite a day of weather across the country. We'll have the details in the news. And Pope Francis says, without this one thing, everything remains soulless. I'll tell you what that is, or who that is, right after this. It's Marie Miller and 2 to 1. You are listening to The Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Hasn't been so long since we were like a diamond sky. Constant, we were strong, sparkling and bright. The storm came rolling in, darling. The rain fell hard. I let go of your hand and lost you in the dark. I want you here instead of far away. Cause when you need Like a 
That is Marie Miller and two to one. It is 8.30 right here at Mater Day Radio. And in your news this morning, well, snow has been falling across the area this morning. In fact, looking out the window right now, and it's snowing again. Some school districts are on snow routes or delayed opening, so uh, you definitely want to check with school this morning. It appears that the central and southern portions of the Willamette Valley have been receiving a little bit more snow with a winter weather advisory there. I just noticed they posted a winter weather advisory here in the Portland area, too, until noon. I've been looking at road camps, and... You know, I don't see a lot of sticking snow, Mm -mm. at least in the Willamette Valley. Now, that's not to say if you get up into the upper elevations on the roads, there's more snow. But still, definitely a day to be very careful when we're out driving around and and definitely check the road cams and see where you're heading this morning. In the greater Portland area, wind chill advisory goes into effect at midnight tonight. The wind chill temperatures could be dropping into the single digits. So meantime, a powerful coast-to-coast storm continues to bring dangerous threats of heavy snow and high winds today, putting parts or more than two dozen states under winter weather travel alerts. There, In some areas, flights canceled. So if you're flying again today, if you're particularly going to the Midwest, check your flights and see what's happening. More than 65 million what? people across 29 states are under a winter weather alert today. That gives you an idea. Yikes. So it's like a three days of just pretty winter weather across the country. Well, Pope Francis said Wednesday that the traditions of the church should not be based on opinion or ideological leanings, but on whether they favor the proclamation of the gospel. He said everything in the church must be conformed to the requirements of the proclamation of the gospel, not to the opinions of the conservatives or the progressives, but to the fact that Jesus reaches people's lives. Now, the Pope's weekly general audience took place in a full Paul VI Hall on Ash Wednesday, the first day of the penitential Lenten season. And speaking to pilgrims from around the world, he said every choice, every use, every structure and tradition of the church is to be evaluated on the basis of whether they favor the proclamation of Christ. Pope Francis asked everyone to think about whether they pray often to the Holy Spirit or if they only speak to Jesus and the Father or invoke the Virgin Mary and the saints in their prayers. He said, because as church, we can have well-defined times and spaces, well-organized communities, institutes, and movements, but without the Spirit, everything remains soulless, he said. Well, as part of tradition, the Portland Rose Festival has named its official rose. For 2023, it is called Smiles for Miles. According to the release, it is a yellow and blushing pink hybrid tea rose with a moderate fruity fragrance. So since the festival's centennial celebration in 2007, a rose breeder has allowed the Portland Rose Festival Foundation to sell a new rose bush under a special name exclusively through the Portland Nursery, which donates $2 of each sale to the foundation Once the festival is over, the provider will often change the name for general sales. So if you want to purchase the Smiles for Miles rose bush, it will cost you just a penny under $40 per bush at Portland Nursery. So as the story goes, Portland got its name as the City of Roses when welcoming visitors to the 1905 Lewis and Clark Centennial Exposition. Streets were lined with blooming rose bushes, creating a fragrant 
Rose Euphoria, according to the Oregon Historical Society. So that's how Portland got the name City of Roses. I love it. Well, a report from the City of Portland's economy by financial consulting firm Econ Northwest shows the city did not bounce back after the pandemic when compared to others. Now, compared to other similarly sized cities, the report says Portland has lagged behind on recovering financially since 2020. Like most cities across the United States, Portland saw a huge drop in employment as the pandemic began in spring of 2020. But while cities such as Austin and Salt Lake City saw their employment rates return to pre-pandemic levels by April 2021, Portland waited until July of 2022 to see a return to 2019 employment levels. Now, Eco Northwest Mike Wilkerson attributed that lag to strict state and local COVID regulations, which delayed when businesses could comfortably reopen in Portland. Now, he also noted another difference between Portland and other cities that have bounced back more quickly. Portland's downtown is defined by office buildings, not much else. With many offices still allowing their employees to work remotely, that has left a space of Portlanders frequently frequenting downtown businesses. In cities like Austin and Nashville, however, they have more residential buildings in their central core. So even with people working from home, those cities, downtown areas have seen a stable customer keeping the economy afloat. Wilkerson cited a recent report that found Portland's downtown foot traffic remains 41 percent below where it was in May 2019. Yeah, that's a great point. If you just have office buildings downtown and people are working remotely. Yeah, yeah I could see where that would be the case. Mm-hmm. Well, in sports, this could be an interesting move for Pac-12 fans Reports are out that Pac-12 Commissioner George Klyonkov is negotiating with Apple TV to broadcast the conference's college football games. Now, the Pac-12 is the only Power 5 conference without a media rights deal, which is not being helped any by USC and UCLA moving to the Big Ten in 2024. Longtime carriers ESPN and Fox Sports are somewhat hesitant on partnering with the conference, according to the report. Apple TV Plus, though, has been adding live sports to its portfolio recently. The streaming service started with Friday Night Baseball and recently closed a 10-year, $2.5 billion global rights deal with Major League Soccer to stream all of the league's games. We were just talking in our last half hour of all of the streaming services. Yeah. on Almost seven people pay for each month. I know. So it's going to be interesting to see what the Pac-12 does here. I mean, it'd be quite a change if just the football games are going to be streamed only. I mean, if they don't get a deal with ESPN or Fox, I mean, who yeah. knows what'll happen. Yeah, I think streaming services, this is just the beginning of the whole change of the yeah. outlook of home cable and, and services, things like that. Well, NFL added Amazon Prime this there you go. season. Well, Catholics are among the only Christians who freely don't eat meat on Fridays during Lent. In fact, you know you are in a Catholic town when only during Lent, every restaurant seems to be advertising that one menu item, fish. Fish. That's right. You even notice major fast food restaurants begin to have specials on their uh, McFish sandwiches or their Whaler, or I think Popeye's has one of theirs also. Mm -hmm. So why is it that the church instructs Catholics to abstain from meat on Fridays, but gives the thumbs up for Catholics to eat fish? 
Now, first of all, we must ask the question, why Friday? The USCCB gives a succinct explanation. It says Catholic people from time immemorial have set apart Friday for special penitential observance by which they gladly suffer with Christ that they may one day be glorified with him. This is the heart of the tradition of abstinence from the meat on Fridays, where that tradition has been observed in the Holy Catholic Church. Well, since it is believed that Christ suffered and died on the cross on a Friday, Christians from the beginning have set aside that day to unite their sufferings to Jesus. So according to the USCCB, Mm -hmm. the law of abstinence, that is from land animals. Okay. Land animals. Now that includes... Uh, cows, chickens, sheep, or pigs all live on land. Birds in the air, those are also considered meat. Fish, on the other hand, are not in that same classification. Uh, s- saltwater and freshwater species of fish, amphibians, and recti- uh, reptiles, and shellfish are permitted. So that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, reptiles, that's interesting, but aren't reptiles like on the land? But well, they're cold-blooded, I guess so. so it's still, again, a, a different <laughs> classification. Well, in the end, the church's intention is to encourage the faithful to offer up a sacrifice to God that comes from the heart and unites one's suffering to that of Christ. So again, that doesn't mean that you should be uh, eating the lobster uh, every Friday yeah. as a part of that, because that's not exactly a, a sacrifice. Yes, I have my can of sardines that I'd like to open. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Please don't do that in the office. (laughs) (laughs) Sound like my wife every time I open them up. Well, on your calendar on March 2nd, it is Our Lady of Fatima presentation beginning at 7 p.m. at St. Edward's Catholic Church in Kaiser. Our Lady of Fatima, come and hear Our Lady's important message. That is on Thursday, March 2nd. Uh, The presenters are John and Carolyn Johnson, and it is sponsored by the Marian Prayer Center. You can find more details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com, and the Hail Mary media app. See sardines on rice with a little sriracha sauce? Oh, that's good. Is that good? That is very good. I know what you're having on Friday. That's that's my go-to. Outside. Right there. Hey, we have a homily highlight coming up with Father Henderson at St. Anthony's Catholic Church in Tigard right after this. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. A great way to support Mater Day Radio is through our Leadership Circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. 
It's 842 at Mater Day Radio. Well, snow in the forecast throughout the day today. Scattered snow showers, high of 40 degrees. Going to get cold overnight tonight, low of 23. And then tomorrow, just up to 32 degrees with a slight chance of snow. It's currently 37 degrees at St. Agatha's Church in Portland. Need a recap of Sunday's readings? It's time for Homily Highlights on Mater Day Radio. And today's homily highlight from Father Henderson, pastor at St. Anthony's Catholic Church in Tigard. I'd like to begin by looking at the very last sentence of our gospel today. So be perfect, just as your heavenly Father is perfect. I am a broken and flawed individual. I am a sinner. I recognize that. In my eyes, I am definitely not perfect. How I see myself, however, is not how God sees me. God wants to remind you and me that we are perfect in God's eyes. Jesus wants you and me to strive for that which is good, for that which is holy. We heard that in our first reading, be holy. Be perfect is a call to act and to be what you are intended to be. That is a child of God. At our baptism, the heavens opened and a voice was heard, this is my child And Jesus showed us the way when he walked in to the river Jordan. Be what you are made to be, a child of God. We hear in St. Paul's letter to the Colossians chapter 2, you were buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the power of God, who raised him from the dead. And even when you were dead in transgressions and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he brought you to life along with him, having forgiven us all our transgressions, obliterating the bond against us with its legal claims, which was opposed to us. He also removed it from our midst, nailing it to the cross. On our own, on my own, it's impossible to be perfect. In Matthew 19, 26, Jesus looked up at them and said, for human beings, this is impossible. But for God, all things are possible. It's only grace that allows us to do what we are supposed to do. It's in our desire to live for Christ, in our desire to follow Christ, in our desire to give our all for Christ, that we are perfect. You can do this, you can do it. You know, in fact, without you knowing it, you do it all the time, really, striving for perfection. I'm gonna plan the perfect vacation. I'm gonna to go to the Bahamas. I'm gonna achieve perfect grades. You know, I know individuals that if they get less than a 4.0, they're aggravated, frustrated. I'm going to cook you, when you come over to my house, I'm going to cook you the perfect meal you have ever tasted in your life. Now, you might not be the perfect travel agent or the perfect student 
or the perfect chef, but you strive to do your very best. Why? Because it's something that you care about. It's something that is important to you. And that's the way it needs to be in our lives as Christians. Not striving to be better than anyone else, but striving to be the best at who we are, at God's intended plan for each and every one of us. So this entire gospel moves us in a new direction, a new way of living, of acting, of speaking. You know, I'd like to think that I'm a pretty good guy overall. And for what I know about all of you, you're pretty good too, really. But the question we always ask is, am I good enough? Do we deserve Christ's love? You know, when I look at my everyday life, I think sometimes I would say no. Yet, our God does not have enemies. Not one of us is God's enemy. However, and unfortunately, people have made God their enemy. But what does God do? Jesus says, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. God is love. There is no hate in God at all. There's no revenge in God. Jesus forgave the disciple who denied him. He washed the feet of his betrayer. He died for all, including those who executed him. Jesus loved us enough to die and suffer hell in our place. He died for those who considered themselves his enemies. He died for us. Now God knows that each of us then, each of us has capability and potential to love, to forgive, to be set free. You can turn the other cheek. You can do it. You can give to the one who asks of you. You can love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. You can do it. The more we deepen our relationship with him, the more we know that what seems impossible is possible. What Jesus is telling us, don't return evil for evil, anger for anger, jealousy for jealousy. You know, in the first letter of John chapter four, it says, beloved, let us love one another because love is of God. Everyone who loves is begotten by God and knows God. Whoever is without love does not know God. For God is love. And in this way, the love of God was revealed to us. God sent his only son into the world so that we might have life through him. And so that's what I strive for. This perfection, even to love my enemies. So who do you consider an enemy? A coworker, perhaps? The person who cuts you off on the road? I see sign language every time I pass sometimes, you know. <laughs> A political party? People who are not going to church? 
People in church who disagree with me. It could be anyone, and even in our own family. Many times we respond to these enemies by defending ourselves, by rising up in anger, exploding in our words and in our actions. And so, what do I recommend? You know, I, I recommend that we pray first and foremost. Every day I offer the people I have difficulty with in prayer, every day. And my prayer is not, Lord, destroy their lives. But rather, I open my heart to the Lord. Lord, help me to see clearly. Help me to understand what's happening. I open my heart to God. Then to literally say, I forgive you. Now, this does not discount what happened. Remember, you know, St. Pope John Paul II visited with Mehmet Ali Akka in a Rome prison, December 27, 1983. And their meeting came together two years after Akka was arrested for shooting the pontiff in St. Peter's Square. I was there, I remember that. The Pope publicly forgave his assailant. And in 2000, Italy pardoned Akka and returned him to his homeland in Turkey. Love means to see everyone the way God sees us. God who has no enemies. Bless, bless one another. And that means to do good. The Lord bless you. That means God brings good into your life. The Lord bless you and keep you. That means God protect you. God build around you his safe keeping. The blood of Jesus and the spirit of Christ be over you and keep you. Stop for a moment and think about saying that to someone right to their face, right looking at them eye to eye. God bless you and keep you. Imagine. So we cannot control, my friends, what happens to us, but we can control how we respond in every situation. So be perfect, just as your heavenly Father is perfect. And another very impassioned and wonderful homily by our friend Father John Henderson, pastor at St. Anthony's uh, Catholic Church in Tigard. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Support for Matra Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Catholic Youth Organization and Camp Howard. CYO offers local youth positive sports activities throughout the school year and summer camp programs at Camp Howard near scenic Mount Hood. Sports and camp registration information can be found on the web at cyocamphoward.org. 
That's CYOCampHoward.org. Would you like to gain a deeper understanding of the Holy Mass? Hello, this is Terry Ross. Join me on Mater Day Radio each Saturday afternoon at 4 and Sunday afternoon at 2 for the glory of the Mass. Every weekend, we'll explore the rich history of sacred music within the Catholic liturgy. Increase your appreciation for the beauty and sanctity of Catholic sacred music with the glory of the Mass, Saturday and Sunday afternoons on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It's joy. It's inspiration. It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. And it is 855 at Mater Day Radio. Well, the snow continues to fall right up here on Sylvan Hill, although it's not sticking. Winter weather advisory in effect until noon today. Going to get cold overnight tonight, down to 23 degrees with scattered mm. snow showers and breezy. Wind chill advisory in effect as well, up to 32 only tomorrow. Currently 37 degrees in the Rose City. And closing out our show today, here is Sanctus Real, Unstoppable God. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. I wish I knew when this mountain in my way is going to move. Hope it's okay to tell the truth. Sometimes the doubt starts to win. Yeah, I'd be lying if I told you I was anything but weak. Right now my struggle's all I see But I'm not giving in My story will not end in defeat Cause nothing can stop an unstoppable God He's not afraid of impossible odds This is the promise that I'm standing on Nothing can stop an unstoppable
That is Sanctus Real, an unstoppable God. It's A59 at Mater Day Radio. Well, thank you. Tune in to the Morning Blend this morning on this kind of a snowy day out there today. So hopefully everyone is safe and uh, getting to your wherever you're going today, be it school or work. We're going to get your ashes this That's morning, right. maybe too. First day of Lent, Ash Wednesday. That is going to wrap it up for us on the Morning Blend. It is a Wednesday. That means Miriam Marston will be blazing the trail this evening. The new episode. You can also catch that podcast on the Hail Mary Media app. We hope you have a very blessed Ash Wednesday.